on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Well, that's one way to win a game. Runner thrown out at home to finish things off in the ninth inning. Brewers get a 4-3 victory. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. Vinny Rettino will join us in just a while. If you want to be with us, you can join the program by calling or texting the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Certainly an exciting finish to this one. The Brewers do just enough offensively, scoring the four runs on nine hits. The pitching, for the most part, holds up, and the Brewers come away with the victory. We've got you till a little bit after 11.30 this evening. If you want to join us, as told you, 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll hear from manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights, and we'll talk to you. Vinny Rotino joins me next. It's Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. One-two pitch. A little flare into shallow center. That's going to get down for a base hit. Long will score. Urias stops at third. It's an RBI single for Jace Peterson. And the Brewers lead it 3-2. They go on to win 4-3. Brewers extra innings continues here on WTMJ. We're live at American Family Field. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewer Vinny Rotino here as well. Vinny, let's jump right into this. Final play of the game. Runner ascent out by a ton. Good decision, bad decision to send the runner in that spot. <laughs> Matt, first of all, let me just say, you, you see something new almost every single day that you come to the yard, and this was something that I've never seen before. I've never seen a runner get sent when he's barely crossing third and your shortstop, your cutoff man, is holding the baseball. <laughs> yes. I've never seen that Um I, despite that, I still think it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you're going to get a hit off Josh Hader, even though Cabrian Hayes is one of the better young hitters in all of baseball. I just, I just think you have a better chance to bobble the ball to 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 short hop the catcher and have him not come up with the with the catch and then miss the tag or something. Something happens where they tie the game in that scenario. I think it was the right call, even though it was as weird as ever to watch that play unfold. Yeah, the optics look bad, and I always say this to people because you gotta you don't think in the result of the play, you think in the percentage chances of the play. So what you're doing right there is you're saying What's the percentage chance that the Brewers have a bobble, that the Brewers don't make the play at home plate, that the ball gets loose, that just one small thing goes wrong on this play versus what are the chances that you get another hit against Josh Hader? And if it's another pitcher out there, it's a different discussion. But with Hader out there, I'm with you. I think there is a exponentially higher chance of the Brewers messing something up and allowing that run to score than the Pirates getting another hit. Exactly. And and we talked about this a little bit before the show started, is that even though Willie Domus did, well, he was holding the baseball as the runner was crossing third, he still has to make a good throw. And by the time that Victor Caratini was in possession of the baseball, he uh, the runner, Mike Newman, was... Um, Kevin Newman was out by 30 feet. However, if there's a bobble, if there's something, 30 feet as he's running full speed, Kevin Newman's a fast runner. That's less than a second. 
So it doesn't take that much time in order for him to score from when Victor Caratini had the baseball or, or it was in possession of the ball. So I do think it was the right call. And I, um, Josh Hader wasn't as sharp as he as he usually has been, especially in these last three outings. He's given up a run in three out yeah. three straight outings now. So um, despite that, it was still the right call. We've seen moments like these from Hader occasionally, where he just he kind of lulls, but. Every player does. We hold him to such a high standard. There is not an athlete, but certainly not a baseball player, walking the face of the earth that for whatever reason. Hey, you know what? Like I, I say this with a half smile on my face. He's a brand new dad. Vinny, we are both dads. Is he getting as much sleep right now as he was getting uh, four months ago? I was actually thinking that. Like, I was thinking that as he walked the leadoff hitter. I'm like, man, he, you know, the baby got up four times last night. I guarantee you that's part of what happened. And being a new dad, you want to be, you want to, you know, help out and be like, I got this one, you know. So, um, but despite that, he he still was up to 97 miles an hour. He locked his command back in um, after that leadoff walk, and so I, I think Daniel. Vogelback had just an unbelievable at-bat against him as well. So, um, yeah, I'm sure that the midnight feedings has affected Josh Hader a little bit. Vogelback in this stadium in the ninth inning with a chance to win. You, you, you go back to that grand slam last year. Like that was, that was the moment from last year that popped into my head when I saw him walking to the plate. Yeah, me too. And, I, you know, everyone wanted to sign Vogelback back just because of that moment. But he's been a really good hitter. He's, he leads the league in not chasing pitches out of the zone. Um, and that was just a tremendous baseball battle right there between Josh Hader, who was not going to back down, against Daniel Vogelback, who clearly wasn't going to back down. Um, and you have seen batters just be totally intimidated by Josh Hader and be totally overmatched by Josh Hader. You saw that from O'Neill Cruz earlier in the inning, but not Daniel Vogelback. He was not intimidated. He was going to get a hit, you know, and he did, and he delivered. But uh, thank goodness for Mike Rebello sending Kevin Newman to the plate while Willie Thomas was still in possession or had the ball and threw him out by 30 feet. Doug text in the program. He says, well, there's that magic number again, four, and win again with a home run. How many games have they won with four or less? It has to be a lot. If they keep winning that way, God bless them, but I don't know how long it can last. Is this just a lull for Hader or maybe a tired arm? A lot of pitches lately. I have to go look up how many times they've won with four or less runs. It's, it's, a, it's a fair amount because they've. it feels like they – either score four or less or ten or more. That just seems to be the way the, the Brewers go about things. Um, to that point, though, uh, Brad Boxberger was unavailable today. Devin Williams was unavailable in the last game. When all of a sudden some of your high-leverage guys are not available as often as this is happening, then what that tells you is you're playing way too many close games. Playing too many close games. They had two opportunities in this game to really kind of blow it open with uh, bases loaded situations, and and they just really couldn't. Um, They did take the lead back in the fourth after the Pirates uh, took it from them with that two-run homer by Diego Castillo. So it was 2-1. The Brewers did a great job of bouncing back in the fourth. Had another bases loaded situation where they only got the two runs, um, but they could have blown that 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 game open. They got strikeout, strikeout to end that inning um, by Willie, Christian Christian Yelich, then Willie Adamas. So that was a big spot in the game. Um, 
and thank goodness for Willie Adamas hitting another home run later in the game to put it up, put the Brewers up four to two. But they do need to come up with that next hit. They can't strike out twice, or at least a sack fly or something to add to that fourth inning there. Because to the to the te- uh, texter, or the the tweeter's point, it's just too many close games. It's um, you're relying too much on that leverage bull, those leverage bullpen arms. They leave seven on, and that's not a bad number. Like a lot of times, you see seven, and you're totally fine. But when you watch this game, it does feel like a game where they did not take advantage of some opportunities. Yeah, the seven came really with six being left on base in two innings yeah. with the bases loaded. And so that's those are the opportunities that you do have to capitalize on. They weren't able to do it. You had the bases loaded twice with only one out. Jace Peterson hits in a 4-6-3 double play in the second, and then again, the strikeout-strikeout situation. So you have to get something. You have to get a sack fly or a little soft ground ball that you beat out the, the double play at first base or something to score an extra run there, and they weren't able to do it. 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. We've got some phone calls. We'll get to those coming up in uh, just a moment. The news in two minutes. We're back after that. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Coming back, swinging a smash right back at Ashby. And he caught it. And that takes care of Brian Reynolds and the Pirates here in the fifth inning. That was a rocket hit right back at him. And he grabbed it and the inning is over. 4-3, the Brewers get the win over Pittsburgh to open up a weekend series. Welcome back into the program, 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewer Vinny Rotino here as well. Let's go to the phones. Doug in Baraboo has been patiently holding. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, good evening, Matt and Vinny. Um, say, I'm looking, yeah, nice win after that, that Cub series. But I'm looking at this uh, the DH situation and, and our outfield, and I'm thinking if if the Brewers do not find uh, an outfielder by the by the uh, trade time, maybe we make uh, Yelich uh, the permanent DH. Uh, I'm looking at his average; he's one of the top guys over the years. I think he's batting like 3.29 when he's uh, batting uh, the DH. And then you have when uh, when Taylor and Renfro are healthy, then you put your Taylor and Renfro. Uh, in the outfield, and then McCutcheon and uh, Peterson as backup, assuming, again, that we don't find a, uh, a good-hitting outfielder. It seems like in the National League, you, you don't have this a traditional uh, DH guy that's been uh, kind of on his uh, last years that's a power hitter uh, anymore. And I, I think uh, I think that would be a, a suggestion anyway for the, for the outfield. On a lighter note, I don't think Bernie Brewer should have that bell out there. Uh, that was a Brewer dugout thing. Bernie's got enough things going on out there. I, I think we should just keep that bell in the dugout. All right, fair enough. We'll, we'll pass that along to, uh, to Bernie. Thanks, Doug. Uh, on, on the serious part of that, Vinny, I guess, in theory, I guess I don't have a problem with that. But in practice, they brought Andrew McCutcheon in to be the DH. They... They probably want to keep him off his feet. It's probably good for him to be a spot guy in the outfield, but not be an everyday defensive player. I would be concerned about him wearing down if he's playing in the outfield on almost everyday basis. Yeah, McCutcheon needs to be a guy that's protected for sure. Keep him off his feet. At the same time, 
you know, I, I think I, I like the idea, and I think they like the idea of having Yelich DH every once in a while to keep him off of his feet as well. So I think they're just going to continue to use the DH spot as a little bit of a musical chair situation. I personally like to see Keston just get more at-bats, period, wherever yeah. that is. You know, left field. I've always said he's a left fielder ever since I saw him in 2018, scouted the guy. Thought he was a left fielder then. That's the report I put on him. Um but obviously you have Yelich out there. But, you know, DH him, get him ABs. Um, and then Bernie Brewer should have a, gl- a gauntlet, a g- the infinity gauntlet I don't think they make him that glove. size. They need to make a the huge s- one for him. <laughs> special order. Uh, with the uh, supply chain issues, they'll get here in two and a half years. But, uh, but they'll get it at some point. Uh, so I, they got creative with the lineup today as a way to essentially get Telez, uh, Hira, McCutcheon, and Wong all in the lineup. And you can do that a couple different ways. We saw, uh, as you mentioned, we saw Hira play uh, some left field. You can do that, but you can also do that by putting McCutcheon in center field and then DHing Hira as they did today. Until they get healthy, if they get healthy, and they may not get healthy, you're going to have to do things like this. When the season got started, the plan was not for it to be the revolving door that it has been as the DH. It was going to be McCutcheon, and then you were going to use it to spell guys here and there. But McCutcheon was going to be your main DH. They don't really have the ability to do that right now. Yeah, um, they need McCutcheon out there in the outfield since they really only have a couple of outfielders at this point that are healthy. And so, uh, you know, obviously once you get Tyrone Taylor back from the concussion protocol and then, I mean, we, we've kind of uh, – Hunter Renfro has been kind of lost in the shuffle. Like we forget about how important that bat is, and he continues to be on the I.L., although he should be progressing and back soon. So He ran hard today from what we understand. That's a great sign yeah. for this offense and for this lineup. He's very important. Just his presence in the lineup is very important uh, aside from the production. So, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, McCutcheon is also an important bat. He he had a great day today, you know, on three out of four plate appearances, a couple of singles, and so uh, got to keep him fresh. Yeah, that that is a main thing. I mean, he's thirty five years old. You start to hit that that age, and then you start to just not be able to bounce back as quick. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The post game comments of manager Craig Council on the way next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Especially sweets. Here's a high drive, deep left field off the bat of Adamas, and it is way gone. Willie got a slider right above the knees, and he got out in front of it and sent it out to left field for his 17th home run of the season, and it's 4-2 crew. They go on to win 4-3. Brewers extra innings rolling on here on WTMJ. Matt Pauly with you from American Family Field. Manager Craig Council met with the media just a little while ago. Opened up uh, talking about the way the game ended. A runner getting thrown out at home, getting thrown out uh, really by a ton as Kevin Newman was out uh, about... uh, about a third of the way, uh, or a third of the way up the line is when uh, was when the catcher had it. So, uh, it, it, from an optic standpoint, it did not look great for the Pirates the way the game ended. Anyways, uh, manager Craig Council uh, talking to the media and talked about what he was seeing during that play uh, developing. The ball goes, the ball gets hit, and you know you're just looking for a catch to get it in quickly. Um, it's kind of what you're worried about, and you, you know you're not frankly thinking that there's going to be a 
play it to play it. Bogey of all guys, too. I mean, you know, in a situation like that, he's amped up to try to deliver for those guys. Yeah, he had a good at bat. He had a good at bat. Gators given up a run, I think, three straight outings now. Is there just kind of a hiccup before the All-Star break? He pitched so well up to this point. Well, look, I mean, you know, look, Josh, is, Josh picked us up so many days um, and has had such a great season. And... He's had a little stretch where he's given up some runs, and it's it's our job to pick him up. And then we so we make a nice defensive play at the end of the game to pick him up, um, and that's that's what we should do. And you know, Josh is there's nobody we'd rather have back there, and I think every every team would say the same thing. You guys have so much information now and so much data. Does everything look good on it? Does it look not the same? Yeah, yeah, all good. Ash be a nice step forward after the first start. Just what did you see from him that was worth? It? Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought he threw the ball really well. Um, you know, he, the home run even was not a bad pitch. It's a it's a ball out of the zone. Um, you know, the, the first three innings were about as good as good as you you want to see him. Um, got through five innings, um, so another step forward for him today, and um, very encouraging. Rest of the bullpen did its job too. Yeah, I, mean, I thought you know they all, they all did a great job, Trevor and. Um, Hobie were very efficient, and Devin struggled with his fastball a little bit, but but as he is, you know, he's so capable of getting the strikeout and, and made some really good pitches in the last two hitters. Craig, is Hobie just a matchup thing? Did he for that inning? Was it was it? Kind of- uh, no, we 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 gave Box a day off just with work all the last um, in, in the Chicago series, essentially. Craig really hit the, hits a homer. He's hitting homers for you, but. I don't think he's that happy with the way he's swinging the bat right now. Uh, what do you think about just the way he's swinging it and trying to get back in like a... a, a yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, one for four of the homers, you know, that's a pretty good night. Some I mean, baseball, you know, the last week or so. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we go through stretches. I think he's, I think he's struggled this week. Yeah, absolutely. He struggled, he struggled in the Cubs series. I mean, that's basically it. Um, but... You know, I mean, when you go through stretches like that, and you just—it's about you know not giving away at bats and grinding through at bats and, and staying kind of in your process. And you know, it's it's a it's a game where you don't like your first three at bats, and then you have an at bat that that means everything. Um, and then that's what he did tonight. That's Magic Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. As uh, the Brewers, uh, they they get the win, I should say, against Pittsburgh, four three. Uh, dicey situation there in the ninth. Josh Hader gives up a run, but holds on as he's able to uh, grab the save, his twenty sixth of the year. When we go back, we'll tell you exactly how everything went down. Brewers get the four three win over the Pirates. Back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get up! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 4-3 Brewers get the win over the Pirates pitching matchup. Aaron Ashby going for the crew. JT Brubaker making the start for the Pirates. It would be the Brewers who would strike first. It happens in the bottom of the second inning with one out. Colton Wong gets a base hit. He then steals second after a Luis Urias walk and an Omar Nervais walk. The bases are loaded for Keston Hero. The pitch. Swinging a base hit to left. They will hold the runner at third. Colton Wong is in, no problem. Luis Riz 
is at third. Jason Lane held him up there. Keston Hura gets his 17th RBI on the year. It looked like it could turn into a big inning, but then Jace Peterson grounds into a double play, and the Brewers have the 1-0 lead. The Pirates, though, they would take a lead in the fourth inning. Brian Reynolds leads the inning off with a double. Michael Chavis tries to get a uh, bunt down. Bunt pops out, and then Yoshi Sugo flies out. So quickly, two outs in the inning, but then Diego Castillo comes up with a big hit. But is hitting under 200 at the plate. And there's a drive out to left. Yelich going back onto the warning track. It's into the Brewers' bullpen. And there's that power we were just talking about from Diego Castillo. His 10th home run of the season. It's a two-run home run. And the Pirates take a 2-1 lead. Came on an 0-2 pitch. The Brewers, though, they answer those runs in the bottom of the fourth inning. Andrew McCutcheon leads the inning off with a walk. Next hitter is Colton Wong. Wong, a line drive down the right field line. A fair ball, going to roll all the way into the corner. Extra bases for Colton Wong. McCutcheon around third. He's going to score. And Wong on his way to third with an RBI triple. Game is tied at two. As Colton Wong pulls one down the right field line and evens this game right back up. Not tied for long. The next hitter is Luis Urias. He walks after an Omar Nervaez fly out that allows Urias to move to second. Keston Hero walks, and that brings up Jace Peterson. 1-2 pitch. Little flare into shallow center. That's going to get down for a base hit. Wong will score. Urias stops at third. It's an RBI single for Jace Peterson. And the Brewers lead it 3-2. 3-2 as the game moves along to the fifth inning. Ashby continuing to pitch for the Brewers in the top of the fifth inning. He gets O'Neill Cruz to fly out, and then Jason Delay grounds out as well. Uh, after a walk to Brian Hayes, it's the always dangerous Brian Reynolds. Coming back, swinging a smash right back at Ashby. And he caught it. And that takes care of Brian Reynolds the Pirates here in the fifth inning. That was a rocket hit right back at him. And he grabbed it, and the inning is over. So it remains a 3-2 game. It would stay that way for a little while. Trevor Gott would throw up a zero in the sixth inning. In the seventh inning, Hobie Milner would come in to pitch. He would put up a zero as well. Brewers get a little bit of breathing room, and turns out it was much needed in the bottom of the seventh inning. Gary De Los Santos pitching for the Pirates, and the first batter he faces is Willie Adamas. And specialty sweets. Here's a high drive, deep left field off the bat of Adamas, and it is way gone. Willie got a slider right above the knees, and he got out in front of it and sent it out to left field for his 17th home run of the season, and it's 4-2 crew. Didn't know it then, but turns out that's the winning run. 4-2 Brewers. We go to the eighth inning. Devin Williams on to pitch. Uh, he would allow a couple runners on, but would strand them. 4-2 going to the bottom of the eighth inning and eventually to the ninth inning, and that's when Josh Hader comes on to pitch for the crew. First battery faces is Diego Castillo. He walks. The next hitter is Jack Sawinski. Here it is. Okay, struck him out. Looking. Wow. 
Sawinski took one right down the middle that time. Huge strikeout. Kevin Newman is the next hitter. While he is at the plate, there's a wild pitch that allows Castillo to move to second. Newman then singles, so runners on at the corners. One out, and O'Neill Cruz at the plate. One-two delivery. Here it is. Okay! Struck him out looking! And Hayter on the outside corner with that one. And Cruz watched it go by. So it's a two-run game, 4-2. The Brewers have the lead. There's two outs, and there's two runners on, and it brings up a former Brewer, another player who's got a little bit of danger in his bat himself. It's Daniel Vogelback standing in. He's ready. Here it is. Swinging and a fly ball into right center. is going to drop for a base hit. On a hanging breaking ball, and now they're going to try to score the runner, and he's going to be out. For whatever reason, Kevin Newman ran through a stop sign at third, and they throw him out. Wow. Brewers hold on. They get the win by a 4-3 score with the victory. The Brewers go to 48-37. and Pirates drop to 34-50. and Winning totals for the crew. Four runs, nine hits, no errors. They leave seven for the Pirates. Three runs, six hits, no errors. They leave six. Winning pitcher Aaron Ashby, he goes to 2-6. and six. The loss to JT Brubaker dropping to 2-8. and eight. Josh Hader grabs the save. It is his 26th of the year. Home runs, Willie Adamas hitting his 17th for the Brewers. Diego Castillo hits his 10th of the year for the Buccos. The game lasting three hours and two minutes. Play in front of a crowd of 29,471 folks here at American Family Field. Brewers get the win in game one of the series. Two more games to go. They're looking for a series victory tomorrow afternoon. We'll preview that game and uh, we'll get you some scores from around baseball call tonight. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers get the win 4-3 over the Pirates. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Let's get a couple more texts and tweets before we call it a day. At Brew Crew, Scott tweets in, says, Are you surprised Brasso is not getting more plate appearances? Are Jace's speed and defensive versatility more valuable than Mike's hit tool? So a couple things there. First off, Mike Brasso is not the best defender, right? Like, we we know that. He is not, uh, of everybody out there, he is the guy that at times uh, does make some mistakes in the field. But more than anything else, I think you look at the splits on him, just from, we can go into all the numbers, but against left-handers, he's hitting 326 with a 991 OPS. That's really good. Against right-handers, he's hitting 212 with a 619 OPS. So he's going to get all the starts against lefties for sure, but against right-handers, uh, I, I don't think there's as much of a uh, an urgency maybe to uh, get him into those games. Got a text from uh, Brian. says, uh, do you see the Brewers going to a six-man starting rotation in August and September? Assuming we're healthy, who do we sit or send down? Ashby and Alexander are doing well. Yeah, so... I think in a perfect world, uh, you go to the six. What I think what they did last year, and look at to be, I'm I'm kind of talking out of my backside right here because I have no clue if they are thinking this way or not. But I think last year the six day rotation was fantastic, and Vinny Rotino has talked about a lot about this as well. 
I like it when they've got, again, I keep using the term six day, not six man. So you got five guys who go, and if there's no off days, then you have a sixth guy that goes. But if there's an off day, you can stick with the five. And the way that worked when the season got started, Aaron Ashby was the sixth guy. So when you... When you didn't have any off days, he was slotted into the rotation. When you did have off days, he was working out of the bullpen. I thought that was perfect. So I look at it as a six-day rotation, not so much a six-man rotation. Now, at the same time, I think you do tweak it and say, Corbin Burns can pitch every fifth day, right? Like, you don't need to give him an extra day. You you tweak it. You work around it. Maybe you even do the same thing with Brandon Woodruff. Um, that's, that's how I would run things if I'm making the decision. At the same time, that's taking an extra roster spot. Uh, it, it may impact your ability to carry an extra relief pitcher. There's a lot that goes on. So I like it. I like the six-day rotation. I think that extra day of rest is really beneficial to a number of these pitchers. But there is also a cost to doing that, and I don't know if it's something that they especially want to do. Around the NL Central, the Cardinals lose to the Phillies today by a 2-0 score. Adam Wainwright throws a complete game for the Cardinals and still takes the loss. Nine innings, two runs on five hits, three strikeouts, no walks. The Cardinals are really struggling right now. Cubs lead the Dodgers 3-2. That game is in the bottom of the eighth inning. The Reds, they get a 2-1 win against the Rays tonight. They get that win on a walk-off balk in the tenth inning. A Balk is what wins the game, a walk-off balk. You don't see that all that often. So standings right now in the NL Central with the Brewers win and the Cardinals loss. The Brewers lead over St. Louis is now sitting at three and a half games. Brewers and Pirates, they get sent to play game two of this three-game series tomorrow afternoon here at American Family Field. Brandon Woodruff will get the start for the crew. Woodruff comes in with a 7-3 and record, a 3.95 ERA. He's been really good since returning from the injured list. Right-hand pitcher Zach Thompson will go for the Pirates. He's 3-6, and six, a 4.42 ERA. 3-10 first pitch, network coverage at 2.35. All of you at 2 o'clock for Brewers warm-up. And then uh, myself and Vinny Rotino, we will have you again after the game for Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers get the win 4-3. Look forward to talking to you again tomorrow for more Brewers Baseball here on WTMJ.